Before we even kick off the podcast, I just want to remind everyone to go like, subscribe, and keep up with these weekly episodes. If you like what you hear, spread the word so more coaches can tune in for our weekly podcasts. All right, here we go. The Hog Football Podcast is brought to you by GameStrat. GameStrat is the number one sideline replay choice for the top football programs in the country. Their system is extremely reliable, easy to set up and use, and they also have the best customer service in the industry. Go to GameStrat.com to learn why more coaches keep switching to GameStrat for their sideline replay system. That's GameStrat.com. G-A-M-E-S-T-R-A-T.com. In 2020, Athletic Recruiting and Education and Navigation, or ARIN, was founded with one fundamental reason in mind, to keep the high school coach as the bedrock for the student-athlete as they travel through the recruiting process. With questions about when to start, do I go to junior days, what camps do I attend, we saw one major flaw in the system. Who's supporting the coach? ARIN aims to provide you with the resources and information for your student-athletes and their families. We keep you up-to-date with current trends, provide feedback on the current time frame, and engage with parents to take questions off your plate. Can you handle the recruiting process on your own? Sure, but with the demands of coaching, do you really want to? Contact Aaron today at getaaron.com. That's G-E-T-A-R-E-N.com today to talk about how we can be there to help you navigate the ever-changing and tumultuous recruiting waters. The Hog Football Podcast is brought to you by Sports Workbook the premier coach's workbook. Keep all your opponent's scouting info, play draw-ups, and notes in your personalized coil-bound booklet. With over 15 preset workbooks to choose from, like the offensive coordinator or the defensive coordinator for in-season opponent scouting, or the popular $20 off-season clinic notebook that has 50 pages for notes and 50 pages for play draw-ups, we've got you covered to stay organized all year long. No shipping costs and fast delivery. That's Sports Workbook. Dot com. Hi, I'm Coach Tony Schiffman, and welcome to the Hog Football Podcast, where we talk all things football and all things offensive line. Hey guys, uh, I'm here for another episode with Coach Dean Davidson. Uh, Coach Davidson is currently the offensive line coach at O'Brien County Central High School in Tennessee. Um, he's been uh, involved in coaching for a little bit and got some interesting stuff we're going to talk about. So good morning, Coach. Welcome. How's everything going? Doing well. Thanks for having me. Yeah, good deal. <laughs> good deal. Um, you know, first question I got, and, and I know you've said you, you've listened to a couple of these. Talk to me about how the offensive line has has played a role in some of your um, some of the teams you've been a part of. I think that the offensive line, uh, it the team really goes as far as the offensive line can go. Uh, we our school hasn't had just a huge history of success outside of the last ten or fifteen years, with mm -hmm. some uh, some down years in between in there. Uh, my first year there, two or three years ago. Uh, we went to the playoffs for only the 10th or 11th time in school history and ended up winning just the fourth playoff game uh, on the back of something like 60 carries. Our running back set, the <laughs> state, or set or tied the state record with, I think, 56 in the wow. playoff game. Though we had a couple quarterback pulls on some zone reads and stuff. Um, but our offensive line was obviously instrumental in that, being able to being able to run the ball that many times in the playoffs in November when it really counts. Right. 
That's crazy. 56 times. I couldn't even imagine that. Was it, was he, how tired was he after the game? Oh, he, he we had, <laughs> he was only at about 80% the next week. I'm sure. Uh, he, uh, he, he deserved every bit of it. Uh, he got all state honors probably on the back of that game. Right. That's, that's incredible. Um, you know, the first thing that jumps out and, and for those listening, I have everybody kind of send me a little brief bio. And the first thing that jumped out to me was the first thing you mentioned was the Owen 10 season. Um, you know, it's, it's, mm-hmm. I've been a part of one of those. Um, they, are taxing mentally they're taxing physically talk to me about kind of how you got through that that 0 and 10 season because it's not nobody ever wishes it upon anybody else but there's so many you know as a coach you don't realize how many how many learning examples there are from those those types of seasons talk to me a little bit about kind of how you guys got through that and and what you learned from it uh definitely ton of lessons there uh, not only is it hard to go through it at any point, that was my introduction to coaching. Right. <laughs> uh, that was my very first year. Right. Uh, it was it was 2020, so we had had all the uh, the COVID restrictions all summer long, uh, and it makes you just appreciate, you know, how hard it is to win a football game. Right. Uh, we were we were talking after uh, after workouts. I think it was Friday that you can do um, all the little things right, and it just gives you a chance to be successful. Right. But if you don't do the little things right, there's no chance to be successful at all. Uh, and, and that's one thing that I think we, we missed out on some little things back then. Um, but definitely the biggest lesson learned there is just how hard it is to actually win a football game in high school. Uh, the organization, uh, the practice planning, the attention to detail, everything that goes into it uh, is, is really important. Uh, and the little things, I don't, I don't know that there are any little things. Um, everything because it, it's just that hard to win a game yeah what what school are you at during that season uh that was liberty uh tech in jackson um like i said that was 2020 we had uh we had just gotten a new head football coach mm-hmm. that was uh, i was fresh college and uh, i didn't actually i didn't actually play football growing up outside of madden i got okay. asked to be on the staff uh, just because of my i'm, I'm super analytical um, and he want he he kind of knew that coming in, and he wanted me to to be a part of it. Um, I guess my primary roles on the team would be, as far as the team goes, I was basically just quality control. Right. Um, like I said, I'd never I'd never pull any less coach anything. Uh, so I'm learning that you know you don't just have a playbook of 500 plays like you do on Madden <laughs> in high school, and and learning all those different things. Um, and I was you know doing all the paperwork and all the things that young coaches do uh, especially young quality control coaches right uh, my I was I was more so the strength and conditioning coach or assistant the head coach kind of did a lot of that but I was the number two in that arena okay um, but yeah can't can't count the lessons learned there no and, and those are honestly I mean like you think about it like those are lessons that oh there's a lot of coaches currently that don't do that like they don't know how to do the paperwork or they don't know how to how to do those types of things or break down film and, 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 you know, they're the ones questioning, well, how come I can't get this job or that job? And and it's like, well, do you know what you're supposed to be doing here? Do you know how you're supposed to, to what you, what you have to do? And they, they can't answer those questions. So those are actually, you know, I'm assuming I shouldn't assume I, I as being a head coach, something that, that you want to do at some point in your career, um, 
those are things that you'll need to know yeah. and that's that's preparing you for it in in ways you wouldn't have ever imagined for sure uh, yeah. I, I do have those aspirations i'm i'm really thankful that uh my the the head coach i had back there he went to college with somebody who uh who went on to be a super successful head coach in alabama um like the highest levels of alabama and he uh, retired from that, stepped down to come uh, just couple coach a couple more years in Tennessee and draw his retirement. And that spring, uh, he really took me under his wing and mentored me and taught me all those things about how to watch them and breaking down a game and rules that uh, of, of players in different positions and things like that 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 all matter uh, and that I that I didn't know before. And that's really helped shape uh, really how I'm on the offensive side of the ball now. Obviously, the offensive line, and that's how I think about everything thing is what's the defense seeing whenever we line up like this what's the defense seeing whenever um, we run this motion what can we do off of it that that I learned that from him by trying to break down uh, the opposing offense if I had been at Liberty another year um, I was going to be kind of the assistant defensive coordinator thanks to uh, thanks to that kind of training he was giving me Mm -hmm. Uh, but then I got the opportunity to to go work in the same building as my wife and uh, in a neighboring county and I couldn't pass that up especially yeah. with the with the kid on the way back then right well and that's you you talked about that you kind of talked about taking a step away from from coaching high school ball and you coach middle school ball what what did you learn I don't think there's enough coaches that that do that um I think there's a ton of lessons to be learned coaching coaching the younger kids like that what did you what did you take away from that season coaching middle school ball that that you brought with you now yeah I, I totally agree it was I, I was really thankful for it with having uh having my little man on the way back then uh, middle school kind of gave me just a little bit more time to help take care of my wife and get things ready for him. Uh, and he came, I think he came the weekend after our last middle school game. So it couldn't have been better time there. Right. Uh, but uh, again, tons of lessons learned in middle school. The biggest one for me is at middle, we talk about um, same as teaching all the time. You want something to be the same as something else. Um, if anybody listened to the play callers that came out last summer, uh, even RG3 talked about in that how they were talking about uh, Shanahan's drift concept. It was just the same as something that he ran in college. So it wasn't that different. Well, there is no same as teaching in middle mm-hmm. school. You, you're, the as is putting on your, your, your jockstrap, your underwear. That's as close as it gets to same as. There's no same as with scheme, nothing else, um, because they have no foundation of that. At least uh, in our county, I'm, I'm pretty sure that was the first time that kids ever put on pads was when they got to sixth grade. Right. So there's not there's nothing to relate anything to unless they're super big Madden players. But even then, it's not exactly the same. Um, but that's the biggest thing is you got to we've got we've got to be able to explain everything down to its core because you can't just say it's the same as this other play uh, with this one or two tweaks because they don't know that other play. So being able to that that's really helped me learn how to explain concepts, explain techniques, um, just because there is no foundation under that. Right. No, that's great. I mean, that's, that's, you take, you take those things for granted sometimes when teaching and those are, those are, those are awesome things that, uh, to get those guys ready. What, you know, you talked a little bit about Madden and you talked, you mentioned Shanahan. Um, I know in your, in your bio, you said you, you grew up a Rams fan, which, you know, could be tough, uh, <laughs> especially, especially in those, those early years. Um, but then you, you watched the, the McVeigh first Super Bowl versus the Patriots that they lost and you kind of fell in love with with that offense. What what was it about that offense that that you really started to 
uh, be drawn to and, 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 you know, what has kind of kept you invested in, in watching some of those schemes and, and some of the things that they do? Yeah, so it, it's really being a Rams fan. I'm just young enough to where I don't remember the first Super Bowl in St. Louis. Okay. I was like two. I was born in 97, so all I remember was the crap before Sean McVay got there. <laughs> Which is and, a lot uh, of crap. Yeah, uh, 15 years of it and moving away from me in the meantime. I grew up in St. Louis before moving to Tennessee, so um, I moved before they did, and I just kind of kept following them. Once we left, I was too invested by, by then. Um, but I love the scheme. I think that uh, what, I, what I tell other people was I think that it gives you, uh, in wide zone specifically, it gives you the best chance to be explosive without opening yourself up for possibility of negative plays. Uh, and what what I've really kind of transitioned now into is it. there's so much to it that we can't run all in one year at the high school level. But it gives you enough to where no matter what kids you have coming back, uh, no matter what school you go to, there's a part of the playbook that'll work. So if some people talk about like, oh, we're going to be a spread team this year, but then – uh, we don't have very good offensive linemen coming back, so we're going to run the wing tee the next year. The the Shanahan-McVay scheme, there's something for you there. Maybe one year we're going to be bigger on outside zone, wide zone stuff. Maybe one year it's going to be more power read. Uh, but there's there's always something in there, uh, especially from a run game perspective. But the other thing that I like about it is uh, what they, they talk about being the illusion of complexity. Um, there You can always – Sean McVay, I think, is the best at it. I don't know that he's necessarily the best play caller in the league. I think Andy Reid and Kyle Shanahan are uh, maybe better play callers, but I like his the, what he does better than anybody else is having multiple things off of the same look. Uh, there's every every motion has a, a quick game, a, a drop back, a screen, a you know two or three different run plays each direction, uh, and so it's it's impossible to key on uh, the offense what they're doing, and, and you. You run it off your base stuff, right? You run the same thing. They run like a lot of duo with with jet motion the other way. And then as soon as you start seeing that jet motion and crashing on the other side, well, now it's going to be outside zone behind the jet motion uh, and the jet motion open the cut between uh, in the B gap. So there's always there's always something for everybody. And then everything is attached to something else. Um, I think that uh, I don't think there's a better offense for just putting defenses through the blender. Right. Right. No, that's it. That's great. It's there is, and it is really. Um, I've been taking, uh, excuse me, I've been taking a deep dive in, into it as well, and and it's 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 built for the things I've been seeing from guys that run at the high school level. It's you know you don't need you don't need maulers. You don't need you don't need you know this and that and this and that. It's just it, you you make it work if they mm -hmm. understand kind of the. The aiming points and the double teams and the the little the little kind of what you talked about earlier the little things uh it can be a successful offense so it's it's been pretty exciting to to learn and watch and and um, take a deep dive into it uh this off season yeah and, and you see and you see what the 49ers did this year um, obviously the better players you have the higher the ceiling is for for the offense but I think that it uh, it really kind of sets a, a high floor for the offense, uh, even right. if you, like you said, you don't have those maulers up front. Uh, another thing I like about it is you don't have to have a dude at quarterback. Uh, right. You can turn around and hand the ball off. You can run boots, which nobody runs at high school anymore. So if you get, you can get anybody on a bootleg and he can hit a 15 yard crosser, you can throw for a thousand yards on that probably. 
Right. Hey, don't say nobody runs that. We run, we run boot, we run boot now because we, <laughs> nobody we in our area does. <laughs> well, it's it is though, but it, but you're right. Like <clears throat> I feel like, um, and that's kind of everybody wants to, you know, everybody wants to run spread, right? And everybody wants to to don't say everybody. Well, well, that's what that's what I'm getting at. <laughs> everybody, everybody, the majority of people want to run spread, and and you know. I was that I was that same same way and 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 this this actually this past season my stubbornness finally I had to put it aside and and you know we got under center um and we ran duo and we ran counter and we ran all that stuff under center so mm-hmm. it's 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 different and people don't know what to do to it with it when it's it's so simple um and the schemes are the same it's just you know they see that quarterback putting his hands under the center's butt and it's not it's not a wing offense or it's not, you know, three backs in the backfield or anything. And, and it can be, um, it can be confusing for him. So it's, it's, it's the, 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 the complicated simplicity, right. Of, of, of running that style yeah. of offense that people aren't used to when it's just the same things that everyone else has done before, just from a different look. Right, and people talk about you know, but like you said, triple option back and wing offenses. A lot of people run them to be contrarian, right? To be the one team on the schedule that you don't practice for until it's our week to play you, right? Because if you're you're practicing one against one spread team, you're practicing against all of them, and and that's another great thing about the offense is is you're almost I feel like you're being just as contrarian as as most of them are by lining up in the I formation in twenty one personnel. Uh, or 12 personnel, depending on how you call it. Um, and defenses don't practice against that. They don't practice against condensed formations very often. Maybe they practice against a tight bunch, but that might be it. Um, and so you're kind of getting that same idea of we're still going to run the exact same plays as everybody else is running, but we're just going to do it from a different look. And that kind of goes along with a year-over-year personnel change. Maybe we're better out of 21 one year. Maybe we're better out of 11 another year but we can do the same things and it really, uh, really can help force the defense to be regulated based on uh, the formations that we're in. You know, like you said, we're just running duo and counter and outside zone from formation. You probably only have one. You're, you're probably spending the week preparing for this game, um, practicing how your base rules adjust to the I formation, not thinking about the three or four different blitzes that you can run if we're in, you know, 11 personnel while off because you see it every week. Right. Right. No, absolutely. Yeah. That's, it's, that, that's, that's a good point. That's, uh, you know, you're, you're validating a lot of, a lot of my, uh, my concerns I had when I started to do it, but it's, it's, it works. And, 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 you know, if, if that's the thing, I think, I don't think people do it at our level enough. If it's, if it's something that works, just do it. Why do you have to, you don't have to be, fancy or sexy or any of that stuff just run what works and and move on you know be be happy and then you're good to go mm-hmm. right well coach last question i got for you do me a favor if you could uh make a mount rushmore of guys guys you've coached guys you've been a fan of or guys um well i got i guess i can take out guys you played with because you didn't play um so guys <laughs> guys you've coached or guys you were a fan of who would be on that five-man uh offensive line mount rushmore and i think i know where yeah, it's up on heading it's like yeah i've only got about uh i i counted the other day probably seven or eight guys 
that have actually started the high school game for me. So I don't want to make the other three bad by, by listing some of the other five. So I'm going to stick to the pros here. I uh, okay. love all my guys. Don't want any of them to, don't want to, don't want to hear any of about it whenever, uh, whenever I get back into work after this airs. Um, but yeah, being a Rams fan, you know, we've got two Hall of Fame left tackles. Uh, one of them is going to play left. One of them is going to play right. They can sort it out. That would be Orlando <laughs> Pace and, and Andrew Whitworth. Um, I, I'm not going to tell them who's left and who's right. They can figure it out. Uh, yeah. Then, then the other three are really just going to be guys um, that I like watching. You know, being from Northwest Tennessee, I, I'm about an hour north of where he went to school, uh, and I've been a Tennessee Balls fan forever, even living in St. Louis. So, uh, Trey Smith would be one of the guards, just kind of a local legend, um, and he's he's a great guy too. Um, I did actually coach with somebody who coached him. So I don't know him personally, but right. um, I did have a little connection there. But, uh, but yeah, he's he's kind of a local legend around here. Uh, one of the guys that I um, I watch, especially at guard more than anybody, would be uh, the right guard for the Browns, whose name is just now escaping me, uh, Wyatt Teller. Okay, yeah. I think he, he is an absolute technician. Um, his technique is on point. I've used uh, any time I'm trying to show – my guys a, a technique on film I'm always looking to to see if if there's one that he's done because it is always on point and then uh, kind of going to be a little bit of a cop out here uh, because he hasn't played center in the pros but he did in college and was really successful at it I think the Rams might end up moving him there this offseason kind of based on how roster things shake out uh, that would be the uh, they're now going into a second year non-rookie anymore but Steve Avila um, he has also he's his technique is really good. Um, he's kind of a mauler on the inside, and and being a Rams fan, I, I really like watching him. Uh, whenever I'm whenever I'm breaking down Rams film, he's always standing out at left guard. Uh, but he's had success at center at TCU sniping, so I'm going to move him there too. Okay, I can I, I can I can respect that. And there's a ton of other. I, I thought I actually thought when you first started talking about the the first two tackles, I thought you were going to go Jackie Slater for some reason, but. That's that's way before your time. So uh, yeah, the Whitworth made the Whitworth. I thought about sense. it. Yeah, the Whitworth made sense. It. So that's okay. Um, well, coach, do me a favor before we get out of here because I know you got some information to to drop. Um, let everybody know your Twitter handle and um, some of the other you know um, information you have out there on on the uh, on the interwebs for people. Yeah. So um, Twitter is going to be. And YouTube, both. I do uh, make some YouTube videos, whether talking about offensive line or uh, or Shanahan McVay stuff or just offense in general. Uh, they're both at Coach underscore D Davidson, not Dean, uh, just capital D Davidson. Uh, and that's going to be Twitter and YouTube. And then I do have a, a Coach Two course on the Shanahan McVay offense. Uh, we've got out right now. I've got just the formations personnel. Uh, and the motions and things like that. I've got one on pass protection uh, and then one on zone runs and one on gap runs. Be working on some of the passing game, uh, hopefully over the summer. Uh, but I do have that out. We, we were kind of talking about running it in here. If anybody's interested in that, um, you can get links to it on, on my Twitter or my YouTube. Um, but yeah, uh, DM me anytime, uh, anybody. I love talking offense, especially Shanahan McVay stuff, but just football in general. Um, can't get enough of it. Cool. Awesome, Coach. Well, I appreciate you coming on with me this morning and, and uh, you know, changing up schedules so we can make this work. I'm um, looking forward to, yes, to kind sir. Of, I'm going to take a deep dive on some of your stuff as well. And uh, I might be reaching out to you to 
to talk some some wide zone, some some different stuff this uh, next couple of weeks. So appreciate you coming on, and best of luck to you. Yeah. Yes, sir. Thank you. You too. Uh, take care.